his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. It's the Don Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Do you remember what? Do you remember what Rahm Emanuel used to say? Well, said is credited with saying when he was uh, chief of staff in the White House for Barack Obama. He got a lot of publicity for. Uh, saying it and it's oft quoted and our next guest is going to reference us back to it so i never want a serious crisis to go to waste so i just thought we should get that in there you never want a serious crisis to go to waste it's how politics works and i think we notice that all the time now joining us is wayne cruz wayne is a uh, fancy guy with all kinds of titles and very impressive ones he's a um, vice president for policy and a senior fellow with the Competitive Enterprise Institute. Wayne, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today about why you want to let crises go to waste, right? <laughs> you bet. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you having me on. Well, it's our pleasure so far. So t- tell us about this uh, problem with not wasting okay. crises. Absolutely. Here, Well, here's the, the gist of it. The COVID crisis was not the first crisis of this, the 21st century. It was the third. We had 9-11, then we had the financial meltdown. But every time this occurs, the federal government's response is more laws, more mega programs, more control, more stimulus, more new, new deals and things of that sort. You had Rahm Emanuel make that quote before, but you also had other politicians, plenty of them, jump in and saying, oh, my goodness, you know, we've had all these programs that we wanted to do. To me, they're North Stars, the universal basic income. That's what they're really, really after. But they had all of these social programs and health programs and housing programs that they wanted to get in place. And they said, well, now with coronavirus here and the need to react, we need to go big and implement all these giant programs. So they, you know, you, globally you had it called Reset. Here you had the politicians call for adding their progressive programs, you know, everything up to and including the eviction moratorium. They wanted to make all of these things permanent. And I started, I, I started to think, okay, look, if we, we're, we're libertarians, say small L libertarians at, at CEI, and I used to be at Cato, if, if we continue to stand by and let this happen, it just means that next time there's another crisis, they're going to do more of the same thing. And then, 
our descendants are not going to be able to deal with their crises because we've dumped all of ours on them. We're already up to the tune of over $30 trillion in debt. Biden's still talking about doing more. He's talking about more stimulus now with his ridiculous uh, gas holiday idea and, and things of that sort. So I, we started thinking, all right, we've got to do something to protect and grow intergenerational wealth mm-hmm. rather than intergenerational debt. And there's a lot to this. I mean, it, it, this would it, getting rid of the abuse. I call it an abuse of crisis prevention act. And I would say one of the things you do is you make sure that families are able to do all the prepping and everything they need. There's a lot entailed in that, but it has to do with, with tax policy and letting. Wait, I'm sorry. What are you, are you proposing? Like, is that a title for a law or uh, people? Uh, kind of a, a rising up of the people to defend themselves from big government. What are you thinking about? I think we need what I'm pushing for, and I think we need to do, and I I use the working title, Abuse of Crisis Prevention Act, because we can't, liberty, the Constitution, (laughs) our our founder would say the Constitution isn't perfect, but it's better than what we have now, but the Constitution cannot withstand these repeated crises. So what we have to do is, instead of expanding intergenerational debt, make sure that the private sector is much more resilient than it is. Yeah, but how do we fight off this? How do we fight off this force? Government has gotten to a point where Mm -hmm. it it sees the politicians see their road to reelection in just dumping money onto particular blocks of voters to make sure they, they win their votes, to make sure they're motivated to vote. And I don't know once you've hacked a democratic system in that way, so that it's not about the efficacy of the the proposal. It's not about the legitimacy of the plan. It's about simply doing what you can for your key constituencies so they're loyal to you. And it's not about the best interests of the state or the country. How do you how do you well, defend a, a voting based system, a, a a popularity contest system from well, that? I certainly agree with that sentiment, and I and as I mentioned, I think the left's ultimate goal, and you could see it in the the stimulus payments that went out and the way some wanted to make them permanent, is the universal basic income, and you see it with the the student debt relief and things of that sort. You raise an important question. You know, if politicians have all of these goodies to offer, what do you do in order to stop it? Well, part of what I have in this abuse of crisis prevention act outline is discipline. Somebody, you cannot continue to insult the country this way with exploitation of crisis and not be disciplined for it. I think the left has got a lot of ways they want to punish the right these days. I think it's time for people who value limited government to say, no, it's what you're doing that's the excess and has to be taken care of and has to be disciplined and punished, and you've got to live up to your oath of office. I think we've got we've got to shift it so because what what we're the path we're on now is just like you said it's getting everyone hooked on the largesse and the, the, so that the next time there's a crisis and I heard Biden yesterday day before yesterday mentioned the uh, yet another pandemic and he's talking about more gas subsidies and more a second more pandemic he said we've it's got to get ready for the second pandemic yeah, what's he talking about. Really, there's no end to this, so I think we've got to discipline political predation. That's one part of it. But the main part of what I'm talking about here is making sure that the public and the state and local governments and businesses keep their resources. Right now, the, the federal government was bailing out the states who were instituting their own lockdowns. Do you realize that 
the that Washington is sending to the states over seven hundred billion a year to run their program. Of course, uh, their programs of, of every sort: transportation, uh, education, income payments, on down the line. That's got to be ended. One thing you do is end those block grants, those those block payments to states, and leave that money where it belongs. Just as phase it out, right? As soon as yeah, as, as for corporations, as soon as COVID hit. You had the Chamber of Commerce sending letters up to the Hill asking for stimulus bailouts, and all these huge, huge corporations got bailouts. There's all this fraud. There's, I mean, you've, you've probably had tons of shows about it already. But the things we need to do there is one thing we know in preparation for crisis now is that businesses, especially the smaller ones, need to have as much as a year or two years or more of operating reserves on hand. That means you get you change the income tax retained earnings limits because we now know that being ready for crisis is one of the things that you have to have retained earnings for this is the third crisis this century we've learned the lesson is that a lot over 22 years i I think i think it's a lot because there's 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 no reason you know you've probably done shows on it but there's a lot of overreaction to covid a lot of overreaction to 9-11 a lot of overreaction in the financial bailouts including, as we were just talking about, not blaming the ones actually responsible. The government-sponsored enterprises in 2008 got away with murder in what they were doing with, uh, with their indemnification of risk, and they continue to do that. So we got big problems. We've got, but nutshell, you got to shore up into household resilience, corporate and business resilience. You've got to make sure that we actually have federalism now and state sovereignty in the state's retain their own funds and programs and they're not run out of washington like virtually everything is now and what biden is doing now with his he's got several whole of government programs in addition to his build back better now he calls it build a better america several programs in addition to that that make it impossible to have limited government it's literally yeah well that's what they want they hate limited government they hate the constitution they're trying to dismantle it and they're doing a pretty good job of it we're talking to wayne cruz hang on a sec let me just give you your Uh give your credential i don't want people to know who you are wayne cruz vice president for policy and senior fellow with the competitive enterprise institute sorry what was it i said a couple minutes ago well, you you mentioned the, the politicians having having the ability to make to make all of these promises, and that was the root of the problem. I agree with that. You know, we have we talk a lot this year and late last year about the sacred right to vote, but you have to qualify that. You have to say the right to vote on what? <laughs> you know, I, I'm all in. Fa- if we're picking a national bird, great. But if we're talking about massive governmental programs that you and I do not have the right to inflict on each other. Yeah, we have no right to bankrupt ourselves, right? We are literally, we are going to bankrupt ourselves. In fact, we already have. I hope we can grow out of this. I never end things on on pessimism. Pessimism, I always think that, you know, most of the world's wealth isn't created yet. Most of the jobs aren't created yet. Most of the industries that are going to exist aren't created yet. But if we've got to wall off this rapacious central government. I mean, rapacious. State, Good the word. State, the state governments can do. They can go. They can be uh, excessive and uh, be, uh, be rough and and do dumb things too. But it, but you've at least got places to run. When Washington yes. takes over these state programs, there's nowhere to hide. A lot of that. All right, Wayne. Thank you very much. It's great to have you here. I really appreciate your uh, your optimism and your creativity and your willingness to come on and uh, rile us up to resist. It's, it's good to have you on the team.
Thanks a lot. Have a great week. Take Thank care. you so much for spending time with us. I appreciate it. Wayne Cruz from the um, Amero, no, what's it called? Competitive Enterprise Institute. Vice President for Policy and a Senior Fellow there. And his thesis is that we have to stand up and say we're not going to be hustled anymore by the politicians trying to get us all wound up about a crisis. They do. They operate on crises. And and that Rahm Emanuel quote. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. That's what he said. And, and what he was revealing when he said that was this scheme that the big government crowd have to keep us all running scared all the time so they can justify any kind of spending they want and we we lose all connection to the legitimacy of government and it following the the functionality that it's supposed to follow and all they want to do is spend money and they just they want to spend it now do it now that's right that's the prez do it now wow now that's the prez he wants to spend that money all right, back to our rant line. Can we go back to our rant line? Where were we on the rants? I feel like I have lost my place. Uh, let's see. Was I here? Hi, Todd. We heard that. The reason why the rant. We heard that. Wow, sleepy. Ah, there she is. Wow, sleepy Joe is at it again. He wants to knock off 18 cents on a gallon of gas, the federal tax. Now, over a three-month time period, mm -hmm. this could translate into a savings of almost $40 Can you imagine? over three months. So it could be like 14 That would push us all over into jumping in joy. <laughs> It'd be like 13 or $14 a month, right? That's pretty exciting. All over into jumping in joy. And now the oil executives are coming into the White House tomorrow, but they're not meeting with Joe. Joe doesn't want to meet with them. They're going to meet with the Secretary of Energy instead. Isn't that wonderful? That's just what they're up to. Doc, what's going on? Hello, Doc. Hey, how you doing? What's up? Hey, if you don't think the Democrats want us to be sheeples, just think about what Biden named his program. B-A-B-A, -B -A, or Ba-Ba. <laughs> it really tells a lot about his thinking. Well, yeah, it uh, sounds like you've had too much practice doing that, though, Doc. No, I'm just imitating the sheep was around me. That <laughs> his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hiya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. All right, thank you very much for that. 860-522-9842. something from the Todd Feinberg show listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast oh it's WTIC it's such an exciting week I'm not sure what there's something about the West Hartford travesty 
that I find invigorating. Exciting even. I know you're not supposed to get excited about tragedy. And it's not the tragedy that uh, of the abuse of a prisoner that I'm excited about. I'm excited about that the malfeasance of government is becoming undeniably obvious. Like, like you could just drop somebody from another planet here and he could pick up a, even a Connecticut newspaper where they don't like to tell you anything important that's going on. And somebody could could pick one up and look at the news and say, oh, my, look at this. These, what kind of system or government do they have here? It's, it's so disgusting the way it behaves. I, I feel like anybody can figure it out now. It's just getting to that point where it's obvious. The Senate should just take a pause before passing gun red flag laws. The rule is now set. If they think there's a threat, they can take your guns without just cause. Ah, you know the Constitution even sounds good when you make it rhyme. Hey, I want to throw a little twist into this oil thing. All the other countries use their oil proceeds to run the government. The oil industry in America is privatized. And all that oil money goes into private hands. And uh, the point being? How does that factor in to what we're paying at the pump? You mean because we pay less than the rest of the world? Or, or why is it going up? I don't understand what the point is. You understand that point? No, you weren't listening. I, I don't get what that was about. Hello, Todd John here. Hello, Johnny. We have the Democratic Party. We have the Green Party. We have the Republican Party. We have the Communist Party. Yeah. We have the Independent Party. Some people, they just register as an independent, but that's still a party. Right. Now, if you're an affiliated voter, that's different. Yeah. You can register as an unaffiliated voter. Yes. Why is that never brought up, sir? Thank you, sir. It's a good point. Everyone just assumes everybody knows, but everybody doesn't know, obviously, because they say they want to be independent, so they get registered to the independent party. Show live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Wait a second, wait a second, it's that time again. I can't believe it. Reese Hopkins joins us. Reese on the radio.com. Reese, my friend, what's going on in your life? Yeah, I've got plenty of things going on in my life. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. Um, you just dodged that question very effectively. That was a nice little slip out of the way. It's like the he's punch. a politician. Yeah. I'm, I'm working You're running on running for office <laughs> in, in the future. Um, it's a, it's amazing things are, are, are happening now. And, and of course, as you know, I am a native New Yorker. And of course, uh -huh. the entire country is a buzz about the, uh, the Supreme Court ruling on concealed carry in the state of New York. 
Oh, uh, they are so. It's really interesting hearing people comment on it. And not to throw you off track, but I'm no, 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 not at all. I'm amazed at how um, how good the political class is at acting outraged over the most predictable things. So, so yeah. the, the you know everyone's always known the New York the extreme deprivation of mm. of basic constitutional rights with regard to the Second Amendment. That that obviously, if you got it up there, it was going to get overturned. Yeah, and not that I would ever go back to New York. My my relationship with New York has ended. It, I treat it like a divorce. I'm never going back, and I'm never returning her phone calls or emails. Uh, so New York and I are done. However, uh, this is an amazing uh, place for New York, especially New York State, to be in. Uh, they've dealt with a lot of things in New York with regards to gun ownership. I think there was a newspaper in New York many moons back that – posted in its newspaper the addresses the personal addresses of people who owned guns in the state of new york mm -hmm. uh shaming them after of course a mass shooting i think it was the sandy hook shooting uh where a new york newspaper did out or a news outlet did that what, what i found interesting about all of this and i'm going to go back to an old story to to make a new point uh matthew mcconaughey who ended up at the White House. Yes. Uh, talking about this. He Many wants to end up that. at the White House, but he was there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Right. He was there a couple of weeks ago talking about this. And, um, and, and I said this on my podcast. It's like, look, I, I don't care if Matthew McConaughey, uh, wants, uh, comprehensive gun reform. I don't care. I don't care if Matthew McConaughey believes that 18 year olds should not be able to own an AR 15. I don't care. Um, Emotions is not going to get me to uh, discredit or to move away from a person's constitutional right to bear mm -hmm. arms. It is the Constitution. That's it. That's that's the whole conversation. People are arguing about what happened in the Supreme Court today based upon emotion. If you're going to make it about the Uvalde shooting, if you're going to make it about Sandy Hook, I don't want anyone in the Supreme Court making that decision based upon how they feel. They ought to follow the law. That's what the, the Supreme Court is supposed to do, follow the letter of the law. And that's why this uh, this ruling came down. I am so done with the emotional knee-jerk of people who believe that laws should be written based upon how you feel. It is the reason why we're seeing violence at an uptick today with Gascon in California, with its new district attorney in New York. The reason why we're seeing all of this so-called prison reform is because of the way that people feel. Unfortunately, the people who are dying as a cause of this don't get an opportunity to feel anything. And I'm done with it. And I can't believe that we're living in a world today where grown adults are more concerned about how they feel than following the letter of the law. You know, the the uh, the influence of the political class, because national elected officials have so much media clout and in states they do as well, the, the governors and, and such, they have such an ability to get what they say written into the news that mm -hmm. and, and the news is so deprived of people who understand how journalism is supposed to work and and who've got the time to execute it if they do. Mm -hmm. that that we're really vulnerable to being manipulated and the political class always responds to their opportunities in the most malicious way and and that's what i think they're doing yeah it uh, most of this is malicious because again if it weren't so agenda driven 
you know, I give it half uh, of uh, my attention. But I know that none of this is about uh, true feelings, as it were. It, it, to give you a perfect example of this, is I believe it's tomorrow when the Supreme Court is going to hand out its decision on Roe v. Wade. Um, Seems to be the case. Yeah. If that's the case. Now, think about this. The gun legislation is about a person's right to protect themselves with a weapon. And now tomorrow, when this decision is handed down, when Roe v. Wade is overturned, the exact argument they're making today is going to be completely disavowed <laughs> because the liberties of that child inside the womb means nothing to them. That, you know, it, it, that they can sit there on both sides of the fence and balance it evenly. And if you were to ever mention it to them, they would look at you like you had four heads. It astonishes me. That's the reason why I can't take a bit of what they say today about this decision with any credibility, because I know exactly the opposite is going to stand tomorrow. Well, it's uh, it's a fascinating situation where these the the huge decisions that you're talking about are being made juxtaposed each uh, to each other in in this timeline. I mean, mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're talking inside of uh 24 hours or 48 hours that, that people are going to have the understanding of those two decisions and how they contrast. But they won't even, you know, it, the, the interesting part is that we don't have a credible news media that will say to that same politician or that same protester, exactly as I laid it out, you have this decision yesterday and then today you have this uh, decision and this re response to it. The two don't wash. We don't even have a credible uh, media that will ask that question to the same individual who will actually show two sides of their outrage to an, particularly the same issue. And that's even if it would, if, even if it would benefit them, I think that exactly. they would do great if they dove into these issues and contrasted them and have people come on and debate them. And there would be it would be riveting. We don't have any serious conversations in our country. We don't. And. I think that has everything to do with how real conversations make people feel. I think that um, I, I do believe that this country, or at least there are some people in this country, and I'm willing to even go so far as say half of this country, uh, believes that there should be a ministry of truth, if you will, you know, Orwellian, where uh, people are dictated by their government to believe what it is that the government wants it to believe that a man is a woman and a woman is a man two plus two equals four is racist uh black people by <laughs> virtue of their skin color are oppressed white people by virtue of their color are oppressors even if they live in the poorest of conditions and have never owned anything or <laughs> or, or, or pursued any you know uh lifestyle achievements that if i believe that half of this country would be absolutely fine with living in an alternate universe where up is down and down is up. I yeah, really do I, believe that. I think you're correct, and, and it's, um, it's pretty striking, and especially with regard to the education system and how they've managed to squeeze understanding of government and what a free society is all about out of, out of the education system. It, it, that can't be an accident, can it? No, and it isn't an accident, and here's why. And I'm going to say what needs to be said 
And it is because the people who are pushing for this agenda want one thing, and it is not power. It is anarchy. That's all it is. Remember, with anarchy, look, you know, there has to be a savior. After there's absolute anarchy, then someone can come in and usher a new way for everyone to live, and he will be their savior. But I wait a to, sec. Why yeah. would anybody, like, what, if you're Joe Biden, why would you want to create anarchy, which would mean you'd get, everything would crumble and somebody else who you don't even know would get power? Why wouldn't you be manipulating on behalf of yourself? Joe Biden doesn't, I mean, Joe Biden's 78 years old. Well, I'm, you know, you know hypothetical. Well, okay, well, anybody let's who's be hypothetical. president, anybody who's governor, anybody who holds power, aren't they about wanting to perpetuate and expand well, their own power? Yes. Well, that, that would be the case thereafter. Now, this is what I mean by anarchy, and I don't even think I have enough time, but I'm going to try this. Okay, I'm going to try to sum up. The oligarchs, as they were, you know, they've got all the wealth, they've got all the power, they own anything and everything that they can get their hands on. They've done enough to keep the pitchforks and the, you know, and the torches from their doors. You let the rest of the world burn. You let the rest of the world burn while you sit idly by waiting for them to need you. And that's when you come in as your savior. And I believe that, and I, and I hate to throw his name into this, but I believe that of the Soroses, I believe that of the Bezos, I believe that of the, of the Bransons, I, I believe all of them. The politicians, I believe that they amass enough power so that they control everything, let the rest of the world burn. And then when all of the ashes are finally, you know, the, the, the smoldering is finally calmed down, they come in and say, what do you need? And they have all the power. Well, how, you mean as a group they come in? Oh, absolutely. I believe mm -hmm. that each and every one, of, and again, this sounds and so... And there's no more system of government. It's just no, Absolutely, except for the government in which they, they, they provide for us. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you wait until you have a desperate... Do we until, still get our stuff the next yeah, day? Yeah, of course. we get our, Sure, we get our stuff, but we get the allotted stuff. We don't get meat anymore because, you know... No, so I we, just we meant, have, I meant if Bezos is running the government too is he still gonna get our packages here the next time? oh well absolutely but don't forget you can only buy a certain amount because you'll have a universal income so you can only buy <laughs> maybe 50 bucks a week <laughs> reese always good to hear your ideas thank you sir i appreciate thank it. you for taking the time to talk oh it's always a pleasure sir all right we'll see you next week race yeah. reese hopkins reese on the radio.com his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hiya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.